In a world filled with information, where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! On today's Get Ready for the Future show, the OJs said it best. Some people got to have it. Some people really need it. You can do good things or bad things with it. We're talking your money and your family right now. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And welcome into the Get Ready for the Future show. It is kind of a throwback show today, Janice. Yeah, we're, we're going old school today for sure. Yeah, we got people, you know, scattered everywhere these days. And uh, for whatever reason, we look up and it's John and Janet on the radio. Yeah, and I don't think that we've done a John and Janet only show for, frankly, several years It's now. been a while. Uh, it's but, been a while. But for those of you who are relatively new to the Get Ready for the Future show, this is the way it started was just John and Janet and so here we are again. So let's let's go back in time since we're going back in time on the get ready for the future yeah. show as far as uh, the John and Janet thing is concerned. Let's go back t- back in time a little bit and uh, talk about one of my family's favorite movies not one of my favorite movies but i get forced into watching this <laughs> yeah. on a fairly regular basis yeah when you mentioned the name of it i was like that doesn't really seem like a john movie but no. uh, we're talking about dirty dancing yeah so and do you remember the famous line from dirty dancing nobody puts baby in a corner that's right and the 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 uh connection to today's show is nobody puts money in a corner. Uh, I know there are a lot of people who do some mental accounting almost, and and they think about money as being this kind of separate or side issue from everything else that's going on in their life. And, And a lot of people, Janet, don't even have conversations about money amongst their family it, yeah. it is uh, it's like the uh, not dirty dancing it's the dirty secret yeah yeah i mean I, I love what dave ramsey says you know he's like we grew up thinking that our our parents didn't have any money and they didn't have any sex because they didn't talk about either one of them and it turns out they had both and you know the reality <laughs> the reality is that that people need to talk about money finances are a very important part of our lives you know really Almost everything that you do that is really important to you. I mean, think about things like vacation. You go on a vacation not because of the cost or whatever. That's not what what makes it important. But you go on vacation because of that time with your family. But when you think about it, you couldn't have that focused time with your family if it were not for the financial ability to pay for it. So money helps you do the things that are important to you. Money is inextricably connected to your life. Yeah. A lot of people like to put money over here, and we got our life over here, and you know we'll we'll be, you know be quiet and deal with the money over here, and then we'll just go live life. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. think that we have found over our years and decades of doing what we do for a living that money is really one of those things that that is just interwoven throughout your life because the things, as Janet mentioned, that you want and need to do really all kind of go back to money. Uh, I, I know that that there are a lot of people that, that love to talk about money, and there are those that don't like to yeah. talk about it. But I think it's one of those things that you just can't separate. Well, and this is the importance of, of having a written plan, because when you think about all of the areas of your life that money touches, if you don't plan for those areas and for how you're going to utilize your money in those situations, then you're not prepared for it. You're not prepared to to do those things as well as you would like to do them. So money touches really every aspect of your family. And, and John, one of the things we're going to talk about today as far as family and money is the sandwich generation. Uh, I, I'm still I'm still a part of what we call the sandwich generation, where we have aging parents and we have young children. And so we're kind of in the middle helping in both directions generationally. And sometimes that's financially helping and sometimes it is with time. 
but there's still a a need to help and and sometimes even that time drain even if it's not a measurable financial drain sometimes that time drain might cause you to miss work and therefore have a financial impact so it does in most families have a financial impact for you you're right and and i'm on the other side of that jen yeah. both my parents are gone and both my kids are grown mm-hmm. and so you don't have that that pool or that conflict in our family of oh i got to do this with my my parents and uh, and i've got it now my wife does my debbie still yeah. has her parents and they're they're you know in pretty good shape and so they they don't require a lot of, right. of care or anything but if it's one of those things i think that if you knew now or knew then what you know now you might behave differently and so one of the things that we are fond of doing at gen wealth is helping you to understand some of those things that we have learned through the years and that uh, we have observed through the years in other people's situation that deal with money and how you might think about it because if somebody else has already kind of worn out that path and you, you uh, really kind of know where all the rocks are on that path path, it's probably pretty good for you to know where those rocks are if you're coming in behind them. And I think one of the things is in the family that yeah. if you think about dealing with that sandwich generation thing, you think you might, if you knew early on what you uh, mm-hmm. may be experiencing right now, you might have planned differently. You know, John, the statistics on this really kind of blow my mind. Um, as of 2020, more than one in five Americans, don't even mess with the number of how many millions this is. But think about this statistically, one in five Americans Mm -hmm. is dealing with either caring for an adult loved one or a child with special needs. So when you think about the significance of that number, I mean, that has a massive impact on a family's ability to bring in income and, and frankly, also to not have to use too much income in the care of that particular family member. And that that spread there is actually growing. It was up from about 43 million to 50 over 50 million uh, as early as uh, 2015. Well, and I, I think that that it, a significant part of that is likely the aging of the baby boomer generation, you know, that 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 number is going to continue to grow for a period of time as the baby boomers continue to age. Yeah. And so on today's show, we're really talking about family values. We started uh, the show off talking about uh, this is about your family and your money. And so we're going to dive deep into that and find out more about the things that you need to know as far as how money is is interwoven with your life. And one of the things that we'll talk about is retirement. Uh, a lot of times people are in a situation where they they are living life and they kick the can down the road oh, yeah. in retirement. We see that all the time where people come in going, I started late. I didn't really, I wasn't really, you know, the the guy that I needed to be as far as my 401k is concerned. And now I've got problems. You know, one of the things that I've noticed as a parent, and it, it took me way too long to figure this out, but my children need deadlines on everything. Yes. I, I don't care what it is. It is do your laundry by Sunday at three o'clock or, you know, whatever it is. If they have a deadline, they will get it done. But in the absence of a deadline, there's no requirement to do it. And retirement, I think we as adults need to give ourselves some deadlines that I will have a plan in place by this date. I will, you know, go ahead and and pick your retirement date. I've done that. And it's not that I'm inflexible on it. I can adjust that if I want to, but at least I have a target date. And that is a a basis for the beginnings of a very specific plan. Yeah. And you've got to have that plan if you're really going to to overcome some of the challenges that you have in this interrelationship with your money and your family. Now, Janet, speaking of family, we're going to take a little bit of time in the next segment to yeah. talk about a new family relationship that we've got here at GenWealth. And it is really one of the things that we uh, we would call a partnership. We are working with one of the larger investment firms to bring you a brand new offering as a part of our ready-to-retire process. So we're going to be talking with a guest from Wisdom Tree Investments to uh, explain a little bit about how their firm 
is working with GenWealth to help you reach your financial goals. We'll cover that, plus we'll get back into the discussion about your money and your family as we continue on. We want to welcome those folks that are watching on Facebook Live and also welcome those folks that are on radio. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. We're back in just a couple of minutes. Stay with us. Want to know what goes on in the studio? During this break, go subscribe to the Gen Wealth Financial Advisors YouTube channel and get all the straight talk on retirement, investments, and your money. This is Scott Inman. At GenWealth Financial Advisors, we understand that there should be more to retirement than just the size of your nest egg. Whether it's more time for family, a fresh start, or just stopping and enjoying life. Whatever it is for you, we know that your retirement should be more. With offices across Central Arkansas, there is a GenWealth location nearby. Call 501-653-7355 or visit us online to schedule an appointment and harness the power of more. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. John Shrewsbury and Janet Walker on the Fastest Four Minutes in Investing. And we're going to explore a couple of topics on the Fastest Four today. One is a bit of, I'm going to call it window dressing, Janet, yeah. because it, it really doesn't have a big impact on folks' finances, but it is kind of topical. But the other one really does have an impact, and we'll get to that in a minute. So we're going to start off talking about some changes in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. So it was announced this week that ExxonMobil will be excluded from the Dow Jones uh, the index. Uh, it's not that they've done anything wrong. I think a lot of people don't really understand how this is all done. It's it's not nothing that they have done at all. It's simply the changing economy. So you've got companies, John, uh, whose businesses deal with commodities like oil that have seen a decline in value. So this change on the Dow, is simply just a sign of the times, it, really. It really is. And also on the way out are Pfizer and Raytheon. Those two companies are take are being taken off the Dow. Nothing wrong with those either. Salesforce, Amgen, and Honeywell International are being added to the Dow index. So that's the window dressing, some yeah. changes in the Dow. Now let's talk a little bit about the substance that we want to talk about today, and that is What's happening with interest rates? You know, we've been talking about interest rates, frankly, for a long time. When yeah. will they go up? When will they go up? And again, that's what we're going to talk about today for a little bit. When will interest rates rise in a meaningful way? Well, if you look at history, Janet, what history tells us is when the economy is coming out of a recession, as we are attempting to do right now, it's taken an average of about 25 months for interest rates to reverse course and go higher. So about a 25-month time period, call it rounded off and say it's two years after a recession has has begun to, to uh, abate itself and and see, to see those interest rates beginning to rise. But this time it actually may be a little bit different. Yeah, because the recovery from, from this recession has been so fast, that overall time period may be compressed as well. So, John, there's really three things that we need to be looking for. Economic economic growth, inflation pressures, and Federal Reserve policy. So let's take those kind of one at a time. Economic growth will depend greatly on the development of a vaccine for the coronavirus. If one of those vaccines does emerge, and there are several of them that are in trial right now, I think somewhere around 18 or 20 trials are going on on vaccines. So we're really doing a lot in that area. But if one does emerge as being successful in stopping the coronavirus, you could see economic activity really begin to accelerate. And Janet, we see this about the varying degrees of economic activity in different parts of the country. Arkansas yeah. is basically about 80-85% open. You look at a place like California, they're probably not even quite 50%. Well, and even a lot of places that aren't open for normal ways of doing business, they have found ways to continue going. I mean, yes. you see this in the market. Um, it hasn't had, you know, just this horrific nightmare permanent long-term impact. So there are a lot of them that are still on the rise, really. A absolutely. Now, inflation could be fueled by all the stimulus money that Washington mm -hmm. has put out there, but it could take a while for that to take on. And the Fed says that they're going to keep interest rates low for an extended period. But Janet, history really does tell us that the Fed can reverse yeah. course in a quick hurry. 
uh, and and it really all counts on the Fed getting it right, and sometimes they don't. Yeah, I mean, they're human, and that's the reality of the situation. So we'll pay attention to that. So for right now, we have rising interest rate issue kind of on watch, if you will. And we'll be cautious on how we think about fixed income investments because, like you said, rates can change, or we could be in this same boat for a while. Could be. All right. That is the fastest four minutes in investing. The Get Ready for the Future show continues as we continue to discuss family values. And that's up next. There's more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money right after the break. Stick around. You ain't heard nothing yet. Buckle up, because we're back with the Get Ready for the Future show. At Genwealth Financial Advisors, we are always looking for ways that we can improve our offerings to you as you try to improve your financial life. And today we're really excited to announce a new partnership that is specifically designed to enhance our income for life model and the Genwealth Ready to Retire process. Beginning next week, Genwealth will be working with and have available investments from Wisdom Tree and Family of Exchange Traded Funds, or ETFs. Now, you may not know who Wisdom Tree is. You may have seen their commercials on TV, but we're going to dive into a little bit about Wisdom Tree. Janet, Wisdom Tree is providing us these models, as I mentioned, as part of the Income for Life model and the uh, Ready to Retire process here at GenWealth. But what all that means is that we've got some things that are very specific to those folks that are ready to retire. Yeah, uh, one of the features of you know just ETFs in general is that we're looking at the lower cost on this. I know that that's important to a lot of consumers. So that's something that we're excited about. But our investment team here at GenWealth has been working with the analyst at Wisdom Tree to design these specific portfolios with the idea of better controlling really the desired outcomes that we have in our bucketing strategy that right. we use in the income for life model for our retirement income planning. So we're pretty excited about where this is going. So Wisdom Tree manages about $63 billion in assets as of August 18th of this year. And they do so through those low cost ETFs that Janet was mentioning. And on the phone with us is Tom Scrobe, who is the head of product solutions for Wisdom Tree. He's joining us here on the Get Ready for the Future show to talk a little bit about our new relationship. Tom, welcome. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. First, let's dive in and talk a little bit about uh, something that a process that you guys have at Wisdom Tree called Modern Alpha. What is Modern Alpha? Sure. In comparison to traditional passive investing, Active management often carries higher cost, less transparency in your portfolio, and the risk of human judgment. But it can also mean an outperformance potential. So what we tried to do with Modern Alpha, we wanted to combine the positives of passive and active investment approaches to enhance the overall investment experience. So it's the best of passive, the best of active for a superior investment experience for your, for your clients. So, Tom, we're all about outcomes when it comes to uh, helping people retire because we know that there's no do-over in retirement. Let's explore a little bit about the benefits that you guys have seen from this process of Modern Alpha. Absolutely. You know, the, the benefits of Modern Alpha, and, and keep in mind, you mentioned this uh, earlier in, in this discussion, that we're an ETF-only provider. We feel that the ETF is a superior structure uh, than, than neutral funds and any other vehicle. And our modern alpha approach helps investors enhance their portfolio returns, increase dividend income, which is extremely important in the income for life model, and reduce portfolio volatility and risk at a, at a reasonable cost. And uh, we are a lower cost provider. And with our modern alpha approach, you get the benefits I just, I just, uh, I just reviewed with you. And you get it in a very risk-controlled and, and con- risk controlled and transparent way. So all the holdings are transparent every day so that the clients know what they own within the ETF structure. Guys, I want to take just a moment uh, to help our listeners out. We're pretty focused on being sure that we're not just throwing around industry jargon without them understanding what those words are, because everybody comes to this from a different background. So for our listeners who may not be familiar with the term alpha, that is really just the ability to beat the market. It is excess return beyond the market. That's how that is used in our industry. So that's kind of where that that name comes from here. Tom, help our listeners to understand uh, how your team has really 
really embrace the concepts of, of bucketing or segmenting as it relates to the income for life model that we use here at GenWealth? Absolutely. We're strong believers in the income for life model. We're strong believers that the bucketing strategy is the best strategy for retirees because you're trying to accomplish two things. You're trying to generate income in retirement, but you also tr- you also want to have a, a plan where you don't outlive your money. And when we when we learned about the income for life strategy, we were we were thrilled uh, to be a part of it. And we built model portfolios specifically for that for that model. So the models that will be available on the platform are are tailor made for the life model, where there are three models. Uh, one helps you generate income today. Second model is a, a little a little more forward looking and help you generate income a little further in the future. But the last model is uh, is is a model that allows the client to stay invested in the market with the ability to generate future income. And our modern alpha approach is is is, is great for that because it's heavily focused on dividend investing. It's also allows you to stay invested in the market, get invested in stocks, but also generate income along the way. So uh, I, I strongly believe, strongly believes that this is the best strategy for retirees in, in balancing that equation of income today and income in the future. And I'll, I'll make a, a comment here, Janet, for ever here at GenWealth, we have been big believers in dividends. Now, dividends are a share of the corporate profits that a company passes along to its shareholders, and you get those through mutual funds and ETFs and things of that nature. But we like dividends because one of the things that, that I was taught very, very early on in my career is that a dividend actually pays you while you're waiting for that stock price to go up. Right. And when you think about the volatility that we're in right now, and the volatility that has been in the market for a long period of time, there are some ups and downs that that you sometimes from point A to point B don't get anywhere. You do, there's a lot of activity, a lot of heat, but not a lot of light, so to speak. Right. A dividend actually pays you or compensates you for some of the risk that you're taking on that while you're waiting on that stock price to, to advance. And so uh, it was a beautiful relationship uh, that came together with Wisdom Tree and their philosophy on dividend investing and our philosophy on dividend investing as well. Tom, let's talk a little bit about the Wisdom Tree family overall. I- at last count, uh, Wisdom Tree boasts 19 four-star and five five-star ETFs as rated by Morningstar. What's the formula behind having that many winners? And I, think, I think the formula is pretty straightforward. It's consistent uh, risk-controlled returns. So uh, since the founding of the firm, you know, we strong believers in, in transparency and also, as you mentioned, you know, beating the traditional benchmark, such as the S&P 500. So our approach, our modern alpha approach, allows us to do that in a very risk-controlled and consistent way. And the way, and the way you, and the way you earn stars, uh, you know, for Morningstar, four or five-star funds, exactly that. But if you look at our returns across our family, you'll see consistency of of a process, consistency of the people that are responsible for the process, and the return and the returns that have been generated over the past ten years have been been better than the traditional benchmarks in the marketplace. Tom, uh, one of the things that I often tell our investors is that, look, if you control risk, if you don't go down as far as the market does when you have a downturn, you don't have to work as hard to make uh, outperformance on the upside. Is that really the basis of of some of the philosophy that you guys follow? Absolutely. A significant uh, uh, downturn, a significant underperformance, you want to lose less and stay invested. So our, our overall philosophy, especially on the dividend suite, and, and we manage dividend products you know, across, across a variety of different products around the world. And dividends are not just you know, large companies. The dividends are generated by smaller companies and also companies in different markets, such as emerging markets internationally. So our goal is to have consistent returns and not have significant uh, drawdowns in our products, because as you mentioned, you know, if you if you lose uh, a considerable amount of capital or money in a short period of time, it is hard to make that back up, and it could take years. So our goal is to have this risk control approach, very transparent, at a reasonable co- a reasonable cost. So as I mentioned, Modern Alpha gives you those those benefits, gives you the the ability to generate excess return, protects you on the downside, 
generate dividend income at a reasonable cost. Joining us on the Get Ready for the Future show is Tom Scrobe. And the reason Tom is on the line with us is that he is part of the Wisdom Tree family of ETFs. And we've just formed a new partnership with Wisdom Tree to include them as some of the selections that our advisors have on the income for life model and the ready to retire process. And, and let me be very clear we always want to do this from a compliance standpoint. We're talking about one uh, product family that right. we utilize. We're not in any way saying, hey, go get this because the reality is for you as a listener to the show today we don't have any idea what your individual financial situation is and what your needs are which underscores the the need for you to meet with an advisor to spend some time getting together a personalized plan which if you're at the point of retirement may include this as part of your plan absolutely Tom, we've got a couple of minutes left. I want to touch on the sure. fact that uh, you've got a rock star of an investment of the investment world on your team, uh, Dr. Jeremy Siegel, as your senior investment strategy advisor. Tell us a little bit about Dr. Siegel and his background and his influence on your company. Sure, uh, Professor Siegel has been a, a great influence on Wisdom Tree, but I think more importantly, has been a tremendous influence on on financial advisors and investors for a very long time. You know, he's the, the leading, I would say, finance and economics professor in, in the country at the Wharton School. And he validated our initial research about 20 years ago when the firm was founded. So when the firm was founded, we, we had this thought that we could build products to beat the traditional benchmarks, uh, such as and we call that modern alpha. We wanted a leading academic to validate that, and he did. And he's been closely associated with Wisdom Tree for many, many years. I think what's what's really special about Professor Siegel, you know, he, he definitely helps us drive our investment process and influences our investment process day in and day out. But is he, he also is very influential in helping uh, clients stay invested for the long run. And he has a book, Stocks for the Long Run, and the benefits of staying invested for the long run and not making short-term decisions because those short-term decisions could have detrimental effects to your overall plan. So Professor Siegel is... Uh, amazing for us but he's also you know readily available to speak with clients he does it all the time with us you can see him on on different you know different tv shows he's very well known uh, in the financial world and the financial media and we're just thrilled that he's part of our firm and and thrilled that he'll be working closely with you all in driving the income for life model all right tom i know you're busy uh, we appreciate the time that you spent with us on the get ready for the future show and we will be talking with you very soon Thank you, John. Thank you, Janet. Pleasure you, to be on the show, and hope to talk to you guys soon. Absolutely. Tom Scrobe, the, uh, one of the key players at, at Wisdom Tree, and Wisdom Tree is one of the many portfolios that your advisors here at GenWealth will have the discretion to use when you become a GenWealth client. But as Janet mentioned, you want to be sure to plug in on that and understand the, the dynamics of that and how it, it fits inside your overall investment program. We're back on the Get Ready for the Future show with Family Values in just a moment. Your retirement should be more. More what? More than just investments. More about you. Find out more when the Get Ready for the Future show returns. From the GenWealth Radio Network Studios, we're back with more of the Get Ready for the Future show. John Shrewsbury, Janet Walker on the Get Ready for the Future show, kind of uh, going back to the old school yeah. days of when we used to do this by ourselves. We somehow have landed on the uh, on the day that, that it was you and I that uh, were available to do the show. And so here we go again. Yeah, it's, it has been many years since it was just the two of us in here, but uh, I, I think we can still do this. Yeah, I think, I think so. And, it, and I want to go back and, and use kind of a throwback phrase. You know, okay. for years we have talked on this show about giving you straight talk about retirement investments and your money. So here we go. We're going to jump in on the family values issue and talk to you very, very straight about this whole idea of uh, the, the conflict that is out there, yeah. I would say, between trying to get your kids to college and saving for retirement. You know, I want, before we dive into this, I want to go back to something that Tom said in just a moment ago. He talked about Dr. Siegel's influence. He talked about the short-term decisions that investors make that have a long-term impact. And yep. I know really what he was talking about is how people react to what might be going on in the market at any given point, And they make a decision based on that time period 
and it really does have a tremendous long-term impact for them. But the same concept is true about decisions about college planning. You know, we're we're looking, and I got to say, I've got a senior in high school. Wow, y'all pray for this mama. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. So anyway. Actually, you need I, to probably pray for her business partner because I, I have pray to Pray for my son. Have, yeah, that too. Yeah. But I, I sometimes catch the, the overflow of emotion that goes on with this. Um, anyway, the, the point is that we as parents, we have this whole college deal looming right in front of us. And it doesn't matter if your kid is a senior or in kindergarten. At some point, you're going, oh my gosh, college. And oh my gosh, it's expensive. And you feel this, frankly, obligation to pay for your child's college. Maybe your parents paid for yours and you want to do the same, or maybe they didn't and you don't want your child to have that burden. People get very emotional about paying for college. You can't be emotional about your money and make a wise decision. That's that's the key on this. I'm not saying don't pay for it, but here's the key. The key. Most of you are going to be in a position where you have to choose to either fund college or fund retirement or maybe fund one of them and partially fund the other. Many families are not in a position, especially with multiple children, they're not in a position to fully fund retirement and fully fund college. And and that is okay. We've yeah. got to give ourselves permission to be human. And if, frankly, if your child doesn't get college paid for by mom and dad, there are scholarships, there are grants, and I know that you don't want them to have the burden of student loans, but they do exist as an option. And frankly, they may not even need to go to college. It, you know, if they need to be a plumber, let them be a plumber. Whatever the case may be, we need people with those skill sets. But the reality is when you get to, to retirement, there are no scholarships or grants or loans. So if your retirement is underfunded because you took care of your kid's college education, I hope that kid really loves you because you're going to be moving in with them in retirement. That's not the option you want to take, John. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody is going to save for your retirement but you. It used right. to be that your employer had a pension and they put money back for your retirement. And they took care of you. Those things don't exist hardly anymore. The, the number of pensions that are out there if you work in the private sector as opposed to the public sector are slim and none. So nobody's going to fund your retirement but you. Even a match on a 401k plan usually requires you to contribute right. to, in order to get some form of match. So you've got to have a priority, and it is not selfish if you are funding your retirement as opposed to funding your kid's education because, as Janet said, you're going to be broke in retirement and living on your kids if you're not careful. Yeah, I mean, and we have seen that happen, and we've seen, you know, when we've done plans for people, we've seen where that would have been the reality had the family not gotten a plan together and altered their course. And so it. let me just say it's not the end of the world for your child if you don't pay for everything for them as far as college is concerned. But I think you've touched on a point, Janet, that is incredibly important here. You've got to have a plan and mm -hmm. you don't really know whether you can fund both or, or have to let one go by the wayside or whatever the case may be until you sit down and count the cost. You've got to sit down and look at what it is that you're trying to do, especially if you are a young family. There is the time value of money that we've talked about over several episodes mm -hmm. here on the Get Ready for the Future show that can give you uh, actually a, a big head start if you start early on trying to save for retirement. Uh, I go back to the uh, the example that we used uh, several shows ago, Janet, that where we had the two guys, and I don't even remember the the names that we ascribed to them, but Mike we had and Larry, Mike I think, and Larry. Yeah. So Mike yeah. uh, Mike saved a bunch of money between yeah. uh, age twenty and age twenty eight, or something like that, and then stopped, didn't save any more, and he had almost as much as Larry did when he started saving at age 28 and saved all the way to 60. And, and it yeah. was... 
it's incredible the power of compound interest and you've got to understand how to take advantage of that and the way you do that is with a plan that's absolutely right and i think i think that it's so critical to really just get a snapshot of where you are where you are in terms of college planning where you are in terms of retirement planning and then you can make a well-educated decision i think that people just very frequently just throw money at it and and you also, I think, really have to pay attention to your children and what they're wired to do. Um, you know, the, the Bible talks about training up a child in the way that they should go. And to be honest, when I was raised, that meant, uh, parents, you better beat your children. <laughs> you know, that's the way we kind of translated that one. But, but what it really means is to raise a child according to their natural bent. If your child's natural bent is not for college, that's okay. I, I have two completely different children, but they are both college bound. One wants to be an engineer, which requires a piece of paper, and the other one has kind of varied on a teacher or anything else working in a school, which is probably still going to require a piece of paper. But they're also two very different degrees. And so one will probably go locally to college where the other one will not. It's okay for them to have different paths. Yeah, absolutely. Now, here's where you really get a tempest in the teapot in this. It's hard enough to try to balance college and retirement and all of that, maybe try to fund both of them if you can. Mm -hmm. But when you have a family member, particularly a child, who is also stricken with a chronic illness, that really becomes a a, a bigger drain on your finances that if you don't have things like emergency funds and and ready cash available to take care of things that insurance doesn't cover, then you run into real problems. John, you and I have both dealt with medical challenges in our families and medical challenges for a prolonged period of time become financial challenges. That's just the way that works. And so uh, regardless, of who it is we've talked about whether it's a child uh but you know whether it's a child or whether it's an adult it has that financial impact for you when you have those medical challenges in life so again it is so important to get a personalized plan because your neighbor next door may be going you need to put money back for your kids college well if you're just surviving because of medical bills then your answer is different than your neighbor's is and that's okay so again it goes back to get a personalized plan in place for you that works for your family and it doesn't have have to be the same as everybody else's it is frankly john as unique as your fingerprint it it absolutely is and that's why you need to plan janet because you don't know what you don't know Uh, let's put it this way you don't know how much you need to be saving to create the income that you need in retirement unless you sit down and actually do the math on that work with an advisor that's very skilled at at helping people to accumulate dollars toward that goal and also you really don't know what college is going to cost because uh, let's let's dive into this from two different directions one is you've got to have a database of what college is going to cost and then inflate it at at an inflation rate to try to hit that moving target of Mm -hmm. Of rising college cost. That's one thing. But the other thing is, is that oftentimes people think that, that, well, I'm going to send my kid to a prestigious college because they'll get a great, uh, better education if they go to Harvard or Stanford, as opposed to go to UCA or a community college. I will tell you as an employer, a piece of paper is a piece of paper. A diploma is a diploma. A graduate is a graduate. And, you know, we we really don't look at, you know, prestigious versus not. And and I I would just encourage you to make a wise decision, even about the first couple of years. Uh, My husband went to a community college for the first couple of years and then went to a university after that. But he got those basics out of the way in a far less expensive way than he would have otherwise. And my daughter is actually, I don't know if this will happen because she's still young, but she has started the process to potentially have her associate's degree when she graduates from high school because she can take concurrent courses. That's another way to really greatly reduce the overall cost of college. There are more and more schools offering that and you get that dual credit. So I'm thinking, you know, if you're going to do biology, let's do biology once and get credit for it twice. So I want to, I want to make sure that our, our viewers and our listeners caught that. So in, in your family, Bethany is going to be able to take another concurrent courses that she's going to knock out two years of college because she will have her associate's degree 
when she graduates high school. Yes, and there again, there are more and more schools doing that. Ask about it. I am personally, I am a big fan of that as compared to like AP classes. And, mm-hmm. and I took AP classes because that was all that was available instead of the concurrent. But everything then rides on that test for you in the AP class. But with concurrent, if you do the work throughout the course, you get the grade that you get and you get high school credit and you get college credit and it's done and behind you. Now, you do need to be aware of you know where you're going with that and whether it would be accepted at the the university that your child wants to attend Um, but hers is is through it just happens that hers is through ASU so really we're pretty good inside the state of Arkansas so let's talk about what the impediment is to this for just a second the impediment really is the the hardship that you have on yourself in making hard decisions yeah. you've got to make hard decisions about things uh, and you've got to to you know be uh, uh, intentional about it in order to get down the road on this we have as a family you talk about being intentional we have as a family done a ton of planning for college uh, and we went to somebody who is a professional in this arena yes I deal with financial things all the time but not with college and so we've gone to a coach now for four years for my son um, this is as as I said his senior year so we're in the fourth year with him and she has really helped us a tremendous amount to go through this process he's already gotten one acceptance letter we're working on some other ones it's been very valuable to us catch that even great financial advisors have a coach in some areas of their life even great athletes have a coach the question is who's your coach in your family matters when it comes to money Give us a call, 501-653-7355. We would love to be your coach on wherever you may be going with your family and your finances. We're going to continue the discussion of family matters about your money on the Get Ready for the Future show next. Are you following us on social media? Search for Gen Wealth on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at GenWealthFA so you don't miss out on behind-the-scenes photos, money tips, and informational videos. The Get Ready for the Future show will be back after this. Want more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Listen to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show. We've got advisors all across the state of Arkansas and in northern Louisiana that are ready to help you take on the the issues that you have with retirement investments and your money. All you have to do is make a simple phone call, 501-653-7355. That's 501-653-7355. Now, you may sit there and go, well, I don't know. I don't know what that is all involved, and I don't know what that costs or anything like that. Let me tell you that it will cost you way more to not do it than to do it. The things that we talk about on this show on a daily basis, Janet, Mm -hmm. are really things about your family and your life because money and life are just tied together and and you cannot separate the two. And so as we dive into this, we've been talking about college education and the conflict it has with saving for retirement. But let's talk about what happens on the other side of the spectrum when you're having to deal with elderly parents, especially if the care for those elderly parents interrupts the cash flow of money. So this goes back to, you know, we talked about earlier the sandwich generation. And for college kids, if they don't have it paid for when they get to college, then there are other options. But for your parents, if they have not saved um, to be able to, to handle their care at this point, then that does fall to the family to step in. And if they don't have long-term care coverage of some type in place, again, that falls to the family to be able to step in and help financially. It can be a tremendous burden but you've got to look at what your options are in this situation and frankly if your parents are not too old yet to get this in place I would begin to talk to your parents about getting some type of long-term care coverage in place because you know what this future looks like and and so if they can get something in place to be able to ease the burden later on then that's an important thing to look at you know one of the easiest conversations that we have with people when it comes to this issue of long-term care insurance for themselves are people who have gone through a long-term care episode with their parents who were unprepared for it and they're going 
Uh, that's not going to happen to me. I, I want coverage. I, I, we yeah. got to get coverage in place because I know what we went through with mom or dad or whatever the case may be. You know, one of the impediments, I think, many times to looking at long-term care coverage even is the fear of how much it's going to cost. And let me just say, it doesn't have to cost as much as you might think, and it doesn't have to work the way you might think. I'm going to do a comparison between old-school long-term care policies and something that is available now. My mom has a traditional long-term care policy because at the time that she got her coverage, that was really all that was out there. It's with a good, solid company. We're very glad that she had it. But there are some drawbacks compared to what is now available. So number one, her policy, because it is a traditional policy, it is a reimbursement policy. And so if she ever has some type of event that the policy would cover, then we'll pay for it and then we'll have to fill out all the forms like you do on other insurance stuff and get that reimbursement. So it'll happen, but it's a little bit of an inconvenience. Also, it is a long-term care event only, meaning that if she passes away from a heart attack, without ever needing the long-term care benefit, then she will have paid in those premiums and not have the benefit from it. Um, and so that that's a drawback that a lot of people look at. One more thing on that is that long-term care policies just increase over the years periodically. And so her premiums have gone up a few times over the years. We are glad that she has the coverage and it was the best thing available for her at the time. But you as a consumer at this point have other choices. So the way that the industry has changed these products is they've taken one of the options that you have is to have a a life insurance policy with a rider on it that will cover these types of needs. It can cover them in home. Hear that. It does not have to be in a nursing home because everybody's like, I don't want to go to a nursing home, so I don't want that type of coverage. You don't have to go to a nursing home. The, The point of the policy is to be able to help you maintain your independence for as long as possible. Secondly, as, a, as compared to the reimbursement type of policy, as soon as you qualify for the cover for the um, the benefit to be paid out on this, then and you do that by not being able to do two of the activities of daily living. So as soon as you qualify for that, they start sending you a check. It doesn't matter how you use it after you receive it. You could pay somebody to mow your yard. It just taking care of life is what they want you to do with it. The other thing is that it's a pool of money, John, and so. If somebody passes away from a heart attack and they never need the long-term care amount, then they still get the full coverage benefit, but it's paid out as a death benefit through the life insurance. So you're not going to pay all the premiums and just not get anything out of the policy. Man, there's so much to unpack there, Janet. When you think about, you know, those types of policies are traditional long-term care policies. The number one objection that we hear from that is that they're costly and I can't afford that. Well, I would ask compared to what? Yeah. Because if you are going to have to quit work and care for an elderly parent, then that's very costly. Think about all the money that you lose by stepping out of a job, stepping out of being able to contribute to your retirement program, maybe step out of being able to take advantage of employer paid health insurance, all of those things, because you don't have any choice other than to go and take care of this elderly parent. Those costs are, are innumerable. Really what I encourage people to do on this is to make an intentional decision. If at the end of the day that you decide to self-insure and not get coverage otherwise, that's fine. But make an intentional decision. And in order to do that, you have to take the time to get a quote, go through the process to learn and understand it, and then say, yes, we want to do this or no, we don't. But John, one of the other things that we look at for help as far as cost is concerned, if you can't insure both people as far as the husband and wife, then one of the options that a lot of people will consider is to get coverage on the wife. Now, right. this is a, a little bit of a, a gamble because we don't officially know who's going to live Playing longer. The odds. Yeah, we're playing the odds on this because we don't officially know who's going to live longer. But I like to joke that we ladies are never ready when it's time to go. So that's why we live longer than (laughs) than what the guys do. And so what typically happens is the wife will care for the husband when he has these medical issues going on. But then when he's gone, then somebody has to care for her. And that's where the policy really comes into play for a lot of families. There are males who use it, but it's 
it's very important. If you're making a cost decision, that's a consideration that you could could think about. Here's the empirical evidence. Walk down any hallway of any nursing yes. home and you're going to see way more women in that nursing home than you are men. Men absolutely. are there, but there are way more women because women tend to last longer than men do. And, that's and absolutely guys right. just kind of check out and go our own way, you know, and, yeah. and, and all of that will leave you guys here, you know, talking about <laughs> stuff. So the, the, the key here, Janet, is, is really twofold. One is that obviously you've got to take care of elderly parents. And one of the things you might think about is, okay, how can I protect my, my job and my income and my retirement and all right. that? Maybe you fund a long-term care policy, or maybe you share that cost with your siblings to care for that long-term or, or to pay for that long-term care policy for your parents, because that's a great way to, to actually achieve that. Secondly, you've got to also think about yourself and, and how you can deal with these costs. And as I said, the, the history really does show us yeah. that, that people who have been through a long-term care event with their parents are much more sensitive to these issues than someone who hasn't. Yeah, we have people coming in saying we have to get coverage just because of having lived that experience themselves. Um, one of the common questions, John, that we get that we really haven't addressed yet is at what age do you need to get coverage in place? And there are people who say on your 60th birthday, go get coverage. Um, that used to be kind of our rule of thumb, if you will. Um, but I really would encourage you to start looking at it at 55 and the reason I say that is just some personal experiences that I've gone through. I had a client who was diagnosed with ALS in his late 50s. And had we looked at long-term care, as I had asked him to do earlier, um, you know, we would all have a little bit more peace of mind about that. And yeah. so I, I would say around 55. However, that doesn't mean that if you're 65 that it's too late to get it. You still need to, I would say at 55 and beyond, look at it there is a point where it becomes cost prohibitive due to age but that's not like a set in stone number so just talk with a financial advisor get the information and you're not under an obligation to take the coverage but again the point is make an intentional decision on it one way or the other finding out information is never you know incredibly costly it right. might be costly what you don't know could cost you thousands and thousands of dollars later on but john a 65 year old couple retiring in 2019 can expect to spend two hundred and eighty five thousand dollars in health care and medical expenses throughout retirement so that's a big number absolutely you heard the bell i did it's about time for our final thoughts we don't have a third person on the show or a fourth person we on might the show ping today. pong back and forth we, here we may we may have to talk a little while yeah that's right that's up. right but, that's okay uh, janet I, as i think about this segment uh, of of the get ready for the future show i think about the people who really don't think about money being part of their family's life. They yeah. think about it being some, you know, quiet thing that you just kind of balance a checkbook and just keep on going. And, and, and really that amounts to sticking your head in the sand. When we think about today's show, family values, I, I want you to think about how much you value your family. You know, 2020 has been a tough year on pretty much everybody for a lot of different reasons. It has been insane this year. All the things that so many people have been going through. When you think about how much you value your family, how do you show that value monetarily? How do you show that value by getting together a plan to, to, be intentional with your money to demonstrate your value to your family monetarily. I think that that's something where most people could take a little bit of time and make a big difference. Absolutely. And and you can do that by simply picking up the phone and giving us a call here at Genwealth Financial Advisors, 501-653-7355. We've got six offices across the state of Arkansas and Louisiana. They are in Conway, West Little Rock, uh, Bryant, El Dorado, Hot Springs, and in Bossier City, Louisiana. I did that all off the top of my head. There you go. It's Good getting job. harder. Back when we were doing this show just ourselves, it was just one or two offices, <laughs> and right. that was it. But uh, now six offices across the area. We would love to see you at a Gen Wealth uh, office near you to help you with your family values. We're back next week on the Get Ready for the Future show. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com. 
or call our offices at 501-653-7355. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of GenWealth Financial Advisors, and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only.